0: Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. And good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you are. This is the Sample Chapter Podcast, back again with episode 37. I am your host, Jason A. Meiske, thriller author, and I am so happy to be back with what is sure to be a very exciting episode. uh yeah, I've got all kinds of fun stuff to talk to you about. Uh, I guess just to start off, I want to make sure everybody's aware of our social media sites because uh, it's very, very important for you to hear in the especially in the coming weeks, you're gonna want to make sure that you reach out on uh, Facebook and Twitter, find us on there. this is the sample chapter podcast on Facebook. And chapter sample on Twitter, or you can just search "sample chapter podcast." Find us on both of those. Like, uh, like us, you know, follow us, so that way you don't miss out on any news. The big news is that we are going to be moving soon, uh, moving host sites real soon. The show's been growing and growing, and uh, you know, for the longest time, I've been with with uh, we've been with Podcast Garden. They've been very, very good to us, but uh, unfortunately, the needs of the show have kind of outgrown. Uh, what I can do with uh, Podcast Garden and so reluctantly I will be moving here very soon. So uh, there's going to be a little bit of a transition, but we shouldn't miss any weeks. And all of the links uh, here within the next couple of weeks, they, they might get a little fuzzy. You may have to resubscribe, but I'm going to make sure and keep you updated on all that as it happens and let you know if you need to uh, resubscribe or anything like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an exciting time. I'm looking forward to... You know the the change, and um, you know I, I just uh, above all I want to make sure and thank first and foremost Podcast Garden for having been a wonderful host for almost a year uh, that we've been in existence. So they are a fantastic site if you are looking for a place to start or looking for other podcasts. Uh, Podcast Garden has been very very good to us, and uh, you know it's kind of sad that uh, that we're leaving, but uh, we will be. I, I do recommend them for anybody out there looking to start a show or if you're looking for other shows like ours. So stay tuned. Like I said, don't forget to uh, find us on social media and like us. At that way you don't miss out on any episodes and we'll be sure to let you know. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting time here at Sample Chapter. Uh, you know, if you need to reach out to us, you can use any of those methods. If you want to reach out and let us know about an author that you would love to talk to or hear, hear me talk to. If you'd like to hear about a book that they've got, if you are an author, if you, let's say you just finished your first book and you're trying to figure out how to get word out, well, you know, get a hold of me. I would love to talk to you. I would love to have you read a chapter from your, your brand new book. Um, you know, I, I know how you feel. <laughs> Getting that first book done is extremely exciting. And you just want to shout it out at the top of your lungs to everybody in the world saying, I wrote a book. Please read it. Love me. <laughs> I know that feeling. So, yeah, reach out to me, let me know, and I will be more than happy to talk to you about coming on the show. Yeah, you know, if if you know somebody who's perhaps they are a very well-established author or even traditionally published, well, you know what? I'm more than happy to talk to them as well. You know, Robert McCammon, if you're listening, I've been talking to Hunter. Make sure, you know, reach out to me. I would love to have you come on. I know today's guest would love to have you come on as well. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're big fans. So yeah, I would, I would love to, uh, speak with Robert McCammon and, uh, talk to him about his books and man, how cool would that be to have him read a chapter, huh? So yeah, if anybody out there knows how to reach out to uh, Robert McCammon, or maybe everybody can just, you know, tweet to Robert McCammon and say, Hey, please go to sample chapter and, uh, read a chapter on there. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> you can also reach out to us at Gmail. It's the sample chapter podcast at gmail.com and you can send me an email. So I do want to say also a big thank you to our other sponsor, you Store All of Warrensburg, Missouri. I've been watching them, running by every once in a while, checking out their brand new buildings. They are the premier place in the Warrensburg area for self-storage. If you're looking for climate control or non-climate control, they are the place to go. Like I said, they got to new buildings under construction right now. It's, it's an exciting time. Uh, talking with the manager, and you know, he's excited. There's just all kinds of, of fun stuff happening right now. Make sure you check them out online at ustorial.net. That is the letter U, S T O R A L dot net. They also have a Facebook page by the same name, so you can like their page and see some updates for pictures and even some drone footage of uh, of the construction that's happening right now. It's it's starting to go faster and faster, so. Uh, check it out and uh, you're gonna have a if you need any storage. That's the place to go you store dot net So uh, a little bit of my news this week uh, aside from the the big move I also got interviewed. I was over on the Emmett Blackwell show uh, Emmett has a fantastic podcast. He he interviews authors podcasters you know, people who are internet sensations you know, musicians Uh, entertainers would be the best way to put it entertainers of all genres Uh, he's been interviewing them uh, some amazing shows you really need to be following his show it's it's a fantastic format Uh, and Emmett does an amazing job of coming up with with in-depth questions and I was I was really blown away with the experience of getting to talk with him and the way he promotes his shows uh, you know, it's a fantastic experience for me, and I highly recommend you go out and check out Emmett the Emmett Blackwell show. If you are following us on on uh, Facebook or Twitter, you'll see that uh, that post was shared. You can listen to it and check it out. It was it was a lot of fun, and I just want to give a big shout out to Emmett Blackwell, and uh, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, next week, <laughs> next week, I've been teasing for a while, but next week I will be having a very very special guest on the show. Uh, Like I said, I've been teasing it for some time. It's none other than 80s actress Diane Franklin. You may know her from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Better Off Dead, Amityville 2, and Last American Virgin. Yes, uh, she's got a couple of books about what it was like being an actress in the 80s, and she's coming back on again, or coming back out again. She's got new movies. She's been active uh, here in the last few years again, and uh, we had a wonderful conversation and yeah you're going to want to tune in it's very very exciting it's next week october 16th is when that episode will drop so make sure that you tune in to check out diane franklin and uh her reading not just a sample from one book but from two books so it's a brand new exclusive to sample chapter podcast <laughs> very exciting times but that's next week this week i had Wow, such a fun conversation, talking with a guy who lives in a dark cave off the Jersey Shore. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about, author and podcaster Tim Meyer. Uh, Tim and I, uh, I mean, we've never met before, but I've been following him. He's a part of the Project Entertainment Network, which, once again, it's a big throwback and a callback to Armand Rosamilia, Uh, you know, it's... He's got a fantastic thing going on, Armand does, and I've been having a blast uh, working my way through talking with all the uh, exciting authors that are a part of this, and Tim is, is definitely uh, you know one of his the, the fantastic authors uh, out there, and he's got a great show, it's called The Aperture Hour Podcast, uh, him and his wife and a good friend of his, they go on every week, they're discussing movies and movie news, doing some trivia uh, it's such a fun podcast. It's another one that I highly recommend that you check out. Tim's got some amazing books and such cool covers. His latest book, The Switch House, which you're going to hear a sample from today, it's burning up the charts. It's been doing really, really well. I'm in the middle of reading it myself, and it's, oh my gosh, whenever I do get a chance to read it, it's very hard to put down. Um, you know, it's just, I'm in one of those times where, like I said, you, as you know, i got a lot of things going on. I've been very, very busy so when i read it i'm just devouring it and it's just oh my gosh and then i have to put it down and you know it's just getting that time to get back to it and man it's a fantastic book you're going to hear that sample that he reads is thrilling to say the least like me he's also robert mccammon fan uh so i know uh he would be looking forward to you know mr mccammon if you are listening Tim and I both would love to have you come on the show, read a sample chapter from your books. Let's make it happen. What do you say? And if anybody out there is interested, make sure you reach out to Tim because he knows where to find the best shrimp salads anywhere along Jersey, probably anywhere you go. He's probably uh, already found them. (laughs) It's an inside joke. I'm going to go ahead and get us on over to my, uh, my conversation with the one and only Tim Meyer. Welcome to another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I am excited with today's guest. I have horror, mystery, sci-fi, thriller author Tim Meyer with me today. Tim, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, man. Thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. Uh, you know, this is this is great. Uh, apparently, I'm just working my way through the uh, Project Entertainment crew, uh, so I'm, I'm really happy to have you here today.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, inviting me on.
0: My pleasure. Well, tell the audience a little bit about yourself.
1: All right. So, like Jason said, I'm a writer. I write uh, mostly horror with some sci-fi, mystery, thriller. Uh, I've published a little over ten books, uh, one short story collection. My newest novel uh, is called Kill Hill Carnage through uh, Sinister Grin Press, and that came out back in August. So
0: very nice and it's doing pretty well from what I can from what I can tell
1: yeah it's doing great uh, Surpassed my expectations
0: <laughs> that's always good yep and uh, and you guys you guys got together uh, you were with the Beers and Fears tour here uh, just not too long ago
1: yeah back in May uh, Armand Rosamelia who you've had on the show before uh, he every year he puts together a Beers and Fears beer tour so basically it's me him, Chuck Buddha, and Frank Edler, and a few other random authors that we pull from our, our group of friends, and uh, we basically go to about four or five different breweries in New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, and uh, we just drink beers, and we sell some books, and have ourselves a pretty good time.
0: <laughs> that sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun.
0: That that would be that would be definitely a unique experience. I, I just had a book signing in the, my hometown, where my book took place, and did that at a coffee house, uh, which they had bourbon coffee, so that was outstanding. And oh, wow! I, I understand you're a coffee connoisseur yourself.
1: I am. I'm actually drinking some coffee right now.
0: Ah, very nice. So yeah, they had uh, they had bourbon coffee that uh, it was all on the house. So I was like, yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic stuff and it was a great for me if it was just you know there in my hometown so it was a good turnout and sold lots of books so that was fun but uh uh the beers and fears that sounds like an amazing time that went over a few days or a week or something like that it
1: was it was two weekends actually it ended up being three weekends because we did uh we did one signing out in pennsylvania um we were all out there for Brian Keene's uh, 24-hour telethon that he does every year to raise money for Scarce that Care. Mm-hmm. So the day after that, we decided to do one in Pennsylvania, and then the next weekend we came back to Jersey, did two the following weekend, and then the weekend after that we did two more. That's so awesome. it was, yeah, it was kind of like a three-weekend uh, party. <laughs> Basically is what it came down to.
0: That's great. Well, so now, what uh, have you always wanted to write? Have you, or what got you into this?
1: So, when I was really young, I fell in love with the uh, R.L. Stein Goosebump books. Yeah, and and that was my gateway into not only writing but the horror genre. Uh, So after that, I started kind of making my own stories. I'd write little short stories for class projects. I would write stories. Uh, any chance I could get, I was writing something, whether it be like a little comic book or, uh, or just, you know, a short story. Uh, and then when I got older, I kind of got into Stephen King and Robert McCammon, Clive Barker, those bigger name authors and, uh, that also kind of just influenced me and, and made me want to write more. So I've always been writing to some capacity and I think when I was probably my early twenties, I really, you know, decided I wanted to write a book and that's when I started getting serious about it and studying more and trying to actually do it.
0: Nice. So what was your what was your first book and what
1: inspired so, that? So the first book I ever wrote was uh, called Enlightenment. Uh, It was originally called Demon Blood Enlightenment, and I just recently uh, rebranded that series. So now it's just called Enlightenment. Uh, It took me like five years to write that book, and um, the concept was pretty simple. It wasn't uh, influenced by really anything other than just the idea of if there was an actual heaven with angels in it and an actual hell with demons in it and they were at war with each other and that war came to earth and it was mostly about the people kind of trapped in that war, the secret war that's going on in, in the shadows, so to speak. So, uh, I just ran with that and that actually spawned two sequels. So,
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That sounds yeah. really cool. Thanks. Well, it's interesting. You were saying that how it took you five years, and that's a common theme. Like I know for me, it took me, uh, oh gosh, seven seven years to finally complete my first one. I, and uh, That's just what happens with a lot of authors. Is it seems like that first book, it's a work in progress. It's a passion project, something that comes out. What advice would you have to authors? Because one of the things I want to do uh, here on the show is always encourage people to, you know, don't give up, keep going with that first book. So what encouragement would you give uh, somebody who's trying to get that first book done?
1: Ah, oh, man, I would, that's a good question. So if I could go back and do it all over again, I, pro- I probably wouldn't write a 170,000 word book. That, <laughs> that, that was my first mistake. Uh, yeah. Cause that book, that's one of the reasons why it took so long to write is because it, it was just a massive, massive novel. Uh, so I would say best advice would be to start small, maybe do short stories or novellas first, just to get some things done and under your belt and then kind of work up to writing a novel. Um, because I think writing a full fledged novel, first of all, your, your first novel is always going to not be that good. Um, before I'd written that, I had tried to write about three or four other novels that I'd gotten like 40,000 words into and just stopped because I had a wall. Uh, so I think starting small first is, is better than going diving right into a big novel. That would be my my advice.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great advice. I just kept rewriting the first few chapters. I, I just kept going back and saying like, well, this is crap. This isn't going to work. And I, I just stayed away from the middle totally. I think I wrote the ending once or twice but then I went back and would rewrite the first few chapters so
1: yeah and that's the thing too like writing is revising to me so a first draft doesn't really mean anything it's just getting it all out there basically everything in your head just getting it onto paper and then you can always go back and change things and you can always go back and make it better so I think that's the other thing I would I would kind of focus on if you're writing for the first time is don't worry about it too much. It doesn't have to be perfect because you can always go back and make it better.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. I totally agree, man. So what, uh, what has been out of all your books you've written so far, do you have a favorite or is it like the latest ones, your favorite?
1: Yeah, I think the, the newest one is always the favorite just because it's always the best thing you've ever written (laughs) because we're always progressing as writers, right? We're always getting better. Uh, so, and the Switch House, the book I'm going to read from later, is uh is getting like a lot of really good reviews. And I'm very happy with the reception that it's received. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that might be my favorite currently, but it could change in like a month. I don't know. We'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> awesome. So on top of writing, you're also a podcaster with the Aperture Hour. Uh, let people know uh what this show's about.
1: So. It's me, my wife, and my friend Chad. The three of us sit down every week and we talk about movies or television shows, anything that has to do with um, the visual storytelling experience. And uh, yeah, we basically review movies and television shows, talk about them. We'll have a topic each and every week. And then uh, at the end of each episode, we have a trivia challenge where... Uh, mostly my wife Ashley comes up with the trivia questions and Chad and I go against each other and the loser usually has to do something uh, like a challenge or, hey, yeah, I guess that's the best way to, to explain it. Yeah. Basically we have to do something embarrassing, <laughs> usually in public.
0: I, I got to hear, you know, I heard, caught a few episodes lately, I got to hear your letter, I think it was your letter to Johnny Depp
1: oh yeah yeah
0: that was fantastic
1: (laughs) thanks yeah so i i lost trivia so i had to write a a fan letter a crazy fan letter to johnny depp because he was he was my favorite actor at one point in my life and uh yeah so i got to to write a crazy fan letter to johnny depp it's pretty fun
0: i I highly recommend everybody goes back and uh, checks out you know follow all the episodes they're a lot of fun but yeah, uh, look a couple weeks ago his episode where uh, he writes a letter to a Giant Evans classic.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I put a lot of effort into that letter all of <laughs> all of five minutes.
0: Uh, it was great. Thanks. Well, uh, tell, uh, tell the audience where we can uh, where they can find you.
1: Uh, I'm pretty much all over the place. So you can find me on Facebook. I have an author page there. Uh, I'm very active on Twitter. So you can check out my tweets. And if you just punch in Tim Meyer, it should come up. should be one of the first ones to come up. Uh, you could check out my books on Amazon. And I also have a blog where I interview other authors. And uh, that is timmeyerwrites.com.
0: Well, Tim, this has been a lot of fun. Um, oh, go ahead and uh, – uh... Let us know a little bit. uh, Tell us about Switch House. What is uh, this book and what are are we going to hear about today?
1: All right. So the Switch House is about a couple who have gone through a recent tragedy in their lives and they decide to go on a reality television show, one of those house-swapping reality television shows. Hmm. And uh, the story kind of picks up where they come back to the house after the swap and their house is a little bit different it's not quite the same as they left it and they think it might have possibly been uh hexed or it's now haunted from the previous person who or the person they swapped houses with so that's kind of where the story picks up the portion the part i'm going to be reading from tonight is uh just the the intro scene or the prologue if you will mm-hmm. so it's actually a dream sequence Ooh. so awesome. but it, it kind of gets the story started and kind of you know tells a little bit about the house and the situation that's going on
0: very cool all right well i can't wait to uh i can't wait to hear this so Ooh. i really appreciate you coming on it's been a lot of fun to talk to and uh yeah so ladies and gentlemen tim meyer with the switch house
1: Cool. Awesome. Thanks. Here we go. The house stands in the middle of the dirt road, the nexus of everywhere. Overhead, the skies roll in a spreading blanket of tumbling fog. The sun hides somewhere beyond. However, the gray lid makes it impossible for significant light to appear. A shadowy shield buries this place, this vast emptiness of non-existence. The house stands on a property belonging to no one. The property consists of a front lawn, a backyard, a stockade bench stained the color of dead autumn leaves, and a deluxe swing set showing little wear. The windows remain intact. The marine blue vinyl siding rests in perfect condition. The shutters expertly hung, darkly colored to accent the blue. The roof, no less than a year old, is free from mildew stains. Where the property ends lies a colorless wasteland, an endless lot of desolation filled with dirt and gravel. And if anyone was to dig beneath the empty plots, they might discover a skeleton or two, or twelve, or a thousand. Impossible to tell how many souls have wandered this endless place, come to live, leave to die. The house is a tomb, not her tomb, not yet, but a tomb nonetheless. She walks up the stoop and approaches the front door, the blood-red barrier between the cool atmosphere grazing her exposed arms and legs, the fireplace-heated interior, which will warm her from the inside out. She slips the key into the lock and pushes the door open. Who gave me the key, she asks the dream's absent architect. Access rides within you, child, an omnipotent voice replies, supplying her veins with ice. No matter how warm and cozy the inside of the house may be, she thinks she'll never shake that frigid feeling from her bones. The burst sensation clings to her, infiltrates her pores, and nests in her marrow. She decides to keep her questions to herself from here on out, though, in this place, in this everywhere... The rules are different, and she doubts her mind will remain silent, even if that's her wish. And of course, another presence lurks beyond her, invisible and almighty. The phantom has followed her up the stoop, through the front door, and into the living room. It breathes in her ear. She spins. Nothing there but the open doorway and the barren wasteland yonder. She stares at the entryway as the exterior landscape warps and twists the image swirling like toilet water. After the desolate, ashen world of perpetual ruin melts away, the view fades and bodies a starry black expanse. She realizes she's looking at elements of space and time in the face, and her mind feels like a cheap piece of glass, ready to break, ready to crumble, ready to cut and draw blood. She blinks and discovers the door has shut itself, turning the black nothingness away, the prospect of eternal madness temporarily kept at bay. She faces the living room. The house appears differently than its real-life counterpart. In real life, lilac walls hold up the ceiling, and a wrought iron table stands by the stairs displaying a fresh bouquet of either roses or violet pansies. In real life, the floors are always swept and polished, so much so that guests marvel over their crisp reflections. In real life, the plush leather couch faces an 80-inch television screen, mint as the day it was manufactured. Here, now, in the middle of the everywhere, the house's interior decor lies in havoc. The couch is ripped and torn, tossed before a television screen, appearing to have been smashed by a mallet, a mess of wires hanging from its open face like a mouthful of electric spaghetti noodles. The vase near the stairs holds dead black flowers, wilted and filling the air with stomach-churning fragrances, reminding her of rancid meat. The floors have been scratched and muddied with boot prints. The walls are no longer lilac. In fact, they hold no color. And they're moving. Not moving in one direction or the other, not gliding, but writhing crawling, wriggling, squirming. It takes her a moment to realize the walls are alive, pulsing with maggots. But it's not just the walls that are alive, the house itself is alive, and she hears the drum of its heartbeat along with her own. She watches herself walk toward the kitchen. She hears footsteps ahead of her and stops. She's waiting for something to happen, waiting for the omnipotent driver of this dream to steer her in new directions. That where she's waiting for the architect to grant her access to her own bodily functions so she can run, run like hell, run like the devil's chasing her. Because he is. He's over her shoulder, whispering thoughts, sharing intrusive images, marking her, prepping her for permanent residence in the belly of the everywhere land. The devil. Well, not the actual devil, but something like him, something that schemes with nefarious intentions, that lords beckons her deeper into hell with a long, taloned finger some unnamed thing the shuffling grows louder she stays frozen her feet stuck to the earthen coated floor feeling like a fly in a spider web and the spider is coming a small thing appears in the doorway separating the living room and the kitchen a shadow belonging to a small boy a tiny boy a little baby boy older now than she was when she last saw him he's covered in mud dripping with shadows and some clear viscous slop that reminds her of embryonic fluid through the shade and the sludge coating his flesh, she sees the whites of his eyes, the stark brightness of his baby teeth. She can't tell, but she thinks he's smiling. Such a good boy, a nice boy, a happy boy. Mommy, the boy says, but as he speaks, she notices differences, specifically the throaty gargle deepening in his voice. No, not a boy, a thing. A predatory thing hiding beneath the flesh of an innocent child. An unseen monstrosity that growls instead of articulating. A thing that gnashes its teeth when silent. Mommy, the thing that is not a boy, says once more. Shivers curl around her spine. She chokes on the foul air polluted by the boy thing's earthly odor. The thing steps forward, closer and closer. And the thing stands before her inches from her face. He's floating, lying on an invisible carpet, They're eye to eye now locked in an epic bottle of who blinks first. She stares into the monster's snow-white eyes as they grow darker and darker until she finds herself gazing into another starry black nothingness, one harboring hatred and rage, one craving violence and the sweet taste of death. She peers into the everywhere, gets lost, and drifts away. Mommy, it says with a growl, and this time, a painful bite.
0: And There you go. That was Tim Meyer reading from his latest book the switch house. I Didn't I tell you that was thrilling man? I mean that (laughs) I'm enjoying the book. I know you're gonna enjoy it too So make sure you are following the links to get your own copy of the book follow him on Facebook Twitter Don't forget to go to his website and blog for lots of fun stuff and writing advice Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Twitter as well. That's the Sample Chapter Podcast. And don't forget to tune in next week with a new author, a new book, and a new sample chapter. Thank you for coming, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.